Hello all, and welcome to this episode of No Home for Heroes. No Home for Heroes explores history's military mysteries regarding Americans who are missing in action from our past wars. These long-forgotten MIAs are remembered here. Today's episode is titled, Cindy Finds a Map Where X Marks the Spot, and I'm your host, Rick Stone. No Home for Heroes is a trademark production sponsored by the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. For more information on the Foundation, visit our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. And now, on with our show. Today's episode has all the components of a New York Times bestseller. The friendship of two Marines who had the irony of being the last combat casualties after the official end of a major battle. A lost cemetery for almost three quarters of a century that was full of missing American servicemen. An idiotic government policy that prevented their discovery. A map with the famous X marks the spot, just like the old pirate stories of buried treasure. And a Marine's help from beyond the grave to find his long-lost buddy. All of that and more is included in file number 0284 from the investigative case files of the Chief Rickstone and Family Charitable Foundation. Larry Roberts and Ben Gore were assigned to the Marine Corps Special Weapons Group, 2nd Defense Battalion, and scheduled to participate in the invasion of Tarawa. They were both young. Larry was just 18 years old and Ben was only 20. Both wore the single chevron of a private first class in the Marine Corps. Larry had been born in Grainfield, Kansas, but his family moved to Damascus, Arkansas, near Little Rock, where he enlisted in the Marine Corps a month after the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. Ben Gore was from Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and was one of only of a small number of Marines who had been drafted into the usually all-volunteer Marine force. Ben was inducted in Nashville, Tennessee, when his flat feet no longer exempted him from service a year after Larry had enlisted. Ben and Larry met while their unit was assigned to American Samoa in 1943. Neither were very big. Both were just shy of being 5 foot 8 inches tall, and both weighed around 140 pounds. They could have worn the same size 7 or 7.5 E shoe, but when they mixed on their caps, well, things got a little bit comical. Larry's size seven and a half cap fell down over Ben's ears and dwarfed the size six and five eight inch head. In October 1943, Larry and Ben sailed with their unit to New Zealand and participated in the amphibious landing exercises near Hawke's Bay, New Zealand. On 1 November 1943, Ben and Larry sailed to Fade New Hebrides aboard the USS Arthur Middleton and participated again and landing exercises there. On 13 November 1943, they sailed on the Middleton from Ifedi to Tarawa, arriving on the 19th of November. In the following days, Larry and Ben's unit participated in the attack and the seizure of the island of Tarawa. The Special Weapons Group was equipped with radar, searchlights, machine guns, and artillery. Their designated mission on Tarawa was to defend the captured airfield from Japanese bombing attacks. However, many members of this 279-man unit hit the beaches as early as the first day of the invasion, 
for reasons that have never really been made clear. The first 2nd Defense Battalion casualty was Captain Robert W. Rose. Captain Rose was the executive officer of the 2nd Defense Battalion. He was wounded in action on Tarawa and evacuated to the USS Haywood, where he died while being evacuated to the ship. The deck log for the USS Haywood on Sunday, 21 November 1943, reads, At 1415 hours, conducted burial service at sea of the following casualty, Captain Robert Woodman Rose, United States Marine Corps Reserve. Shortly after 1 p.m. in the afternoon of Tuesday, 23 November 1943, the Battle of Tarawa was officially declared over. The Japanese garrison had been annihilated almost to a man, and Ben and Larry no doubt rejoiced at the victory and, of greater importance to them, their survival in a struggle that had cost over 1,000 American dead. Unfortunately, their celebration would be premature. At 7.10 in the morning, two days after the battle was officially declared over, PFC Ben Hayden Gore died as, quote, a result of enemy action, end quote. This action was not described in his military record. Fifteen minutes later, PFC Lawrence Ronald Roberts was killed in action due to multiple gunshot wounds. While others would die on Tarawa due to accidents and unexploded ordnance, Ben and Larry were the last recorded combat casualties of the Battle of Tarawa. Ben was listed in his records as being buried in Cemetery 33 on Tarawa, in Row A, Grave Number 33. Larry was listed in his records as being buried in Cemetery 11 on Tarawa, on the opposite end of the island from Cemetery 33, in Row A, Grave Number 13. Unfortunately, neither Ben nor Larry were found in either Cemetery 33 or Cemetery 11 when the Army Graves Registration Service exhumed these burial sites in 1946. Ben and Larry were simply lost, listed as missing in action, and soon forgotten. Well, let's fast forward these cases of Ben and Larry to June 2011, when, as a member of the Joint POW-MIA Accounting Command, or JPAC, I was given the assignment to investigate all of the 521 MIAs from the Battle of Tarawa. Since no one had seriously investigated their cases for over 68 years, to say that any leads were cold would be a gross understatement. At JPAC, I soon found the original Individual Deceased Personnel Files, or IDPFs, on both Ben and Larry. In both Ben and Larry's file was a notation that read, quote, Buried in unmarked grave. See map in burial folder. End quote. Unfortunately, things were not that simple. There was no map, repeat no map, in either Ben or Larry's IDPF file. This led me to try to get another lesser known file called the Official Military Personnel File, or OMPF, on both Ben and Larry. The OMPFs were not at JPAC in Honolulu. They were at the National Personnel Records Center in St. Louis, Missouri. And there, 
I ran into the one of the most idiotic policies at JPAC that you can ever imagine. And I don't say this lightly because JPAC was full of idiotic policies. JPAC was not known as Dysfunction Junction by those of us who worked there for no reason. Since the National Personnel Records Center was under the control of the National Archives and not the Department of Defense as was JPAC, the National Personnel Records Center charged a fee to the Department of Defense to copy the OPMF files and our JPAC records manager was budgeted enough out of the JPAC's $135 million annual budget to obtain only five OMPFs per month. Yes, that's right, five per month, 60 per year total. And that was for all of America's MIAs from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and every other conflict dating back to the Revolutionary War. Well, I'm not the best mass whiz in the world, but with over 83,000 MIAs, at that rate it would take JPAC almost 1,400 years 1,400 years to get all the OMPFs on our MIAs from the archives. I didn't think the good Lord was going to give me that amount of time to wait on Ben and Larry's OMPF. When I pointed this out to JPAC, the leadership just shrugged their shoulder. After I left JPAC in 2012, our Family Charitable Foundation took up the task of investigating the cases of MIAs for the families of missing American servicemen and missing American service women, And we ultimately received such a request from the family of PFC Larry Roberts. Our foundation researchers traveled to St. Louis each year and spent weeks copying hundreds of OMPFs to help with our case investigations for the family. And there, you guessed it, we hit pay dirt digging through these musty old records in PFC Roberts' official military personnel file. One of our researchers, Cindy, who is now our production engineer for these podcasts, discovered the long-lost map cited in PFC Roberts' individual deceased personnel file, the missing map. The hand-drawn map noted the burial location of PFC Ben Hayden Gore and PFC Roberts. It was listed as side-by-side at a site which correlated be near where we believed the location of Cemetery 27 was on Tarawa. And Cemetery 27 was nowhere near either Cemetery 11 or Cemetery 33, where both Roberts and Gore had been listed in their records as being buried. Neither PFC Gore nor PFC Roberts had any connection in any of their military records to Cemetery 27 until the map was discovered by Cindy. The map included the handwritten legend, quote, The grave is located about 50 feet from water's edge and about 10 feet from the end of the runway. Gore and Roberts are buried in the east end side by side, end quote. And the map had X marking the spot of the burial. When Cemetery 27 was finally located during a parking lot construction project on Tarawa in 2015, PFC Gore was identified by his dog tag, 
in row two, grave number eight of Cemetery 27. PFC Gore's recovery from Cemetery 27 was a surprise to everyone, with the exception of Cindy and our Foundation researchers and investigators. Unfortunately, the remains recovered from next to PFC Gore in grave number seven had no dog tags or any identification media. He was simply designated as unknown. But thankfully, he wasn't an unknown to us. From beyond the grave, Ben Gore pointed us directly to his friend Larry Roberts and vice versa. Friends in life and connected in death. The Marine Corps motto, Semper Fi, or Always Faithful, comes to mind to explain this eerie clue. Thanks to Cindy finding the long-lost map with the literal X marks the spot, we knew exactly who the unknown in grave number seven was. He was PFC Lawrence Ronald Roberts. The Foundation immediately notified the Department of Defense of this information. The map discovered by Cindy proved to be absolutely correct. PFC Gore's identification was officially announced on September 1, 2016, and PFC Roberts' identification by the Armed Forces DNA Laboratory was confirmed by DNA comparison and officially announced on January 4, 2017. Both were recovered from the exact location in Cemetery 27 that was noted on the hand-drawn map found by Cindy at the National Personnel Record Center in St. Louis, Missouri. If anyone in the government had have looked in PFC Roberts' official military personnel file right under their noses in St. Louis, they would not only have found Ben and Larry decades ago, but they would have also found the location of the Lost Cemetery 27 with a total of 49 Marines and sailors who were listed as missing in action. Sixteen members of the 2nd Defense Battalion, 2nd Marines, were ultimately listed as killed in action on Tarawa. All of these individuals, including PFC Roberts and PFC Gore, have now been recovered and identified. Ben was returned home first and buried in his family plot in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, on 14 November 2016 just 11 days shy of 73 years since he originally went missing. Larry Roberts was returned home to his family and buried in the Arlington National Cemetery on 14 June 2017. Oh, and one final eerie coincidence. The manager at the National Personnel Record Center in St. Louis, who has helped our foundation researchers over the years and helped Cindy find the lost map pointing to Larry Roberts and Ben Gore, is named Eric Gore. <laughs> it sure makes one wonder. Thank you for listening to this episode of No Home for Heroes. We hope you've enjoyed today's production, and we invite you to check out our other episodes. You can now subscribe to listen free on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you like to listen to podcasts. Don't forget to tune in every Saturday when we'll post a new episode of History's Military Mysteries, Missing in Action. Episodes of No Home for Heroes are produced from the actual investigative case files of the Chief Rick Stone and Family Charitable Foundation. 
dedicated to providing information to the families of missing American servicemen and missing American servicewomen. As always, we greatly appreciate your comments, and a special link is available for you to contact us on our website at www.chiefrickstone.com. Our next episode is titled, The Case of the Sicilian Fingerprint. <laughs> Learn how perhaps the very first American casualty of the invasion of Sicily in 1943 was buried in the sand on the beach where he died, only to be lost to history since the very day of his death. You sure don't want to miss hearing how two long-forgotten fingerprints appeared to hold the clue to solving the case. A case file that had FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover's original singular. Could Director Hoover's FBI laboratory assist us again, 70 years later, to bring home the missing sailor from Sicily? Well, find out next week in Episode 12. Until then, be careful, be safe, and wishing you fair winds and following seas. I'm your host, Rick Stone, reminding you that poor is the nation that has no heroes, but shameful is the nation that having heroes forgets them. <laughs>